This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Foo Fighters, they got that horror movie coming out, Studio 666 in February, we were talking about it yesterday. Can't wait for a trailer, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but the, the poster is all over the Foo's social media. Horror comedy, band moves into a house to record an album, but there's a supernatural force who <laughs> doesn't want them to complete the music. How has this movie not already been made? I love it. Studio 666, coming next year. <laughs> I just looked at the, the poster. It's oh, good, huh? so funny. Like, the poster for the It looks like Stranger Things, basically. Isn't it amazing? I'm always... My mind is always blown by movie posters that do paintings of the actors. You know like what I mean? Like the classic Star Wars? Yeah, Indiana pieces. Jones. Yeah. Where the, the posters are so amazing. Like, are you surprised that the paintings are so good? Or? Yeah. Because have you, have you ever tried to draw a person? Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to make a picture perfect. I could draw something. Like, I, I'm okay at, at drawing. I've You're drawn a, a picture. Cartoonist. Yeah, I can cartoon pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I've drawn a picture of you, Jim, mm-hmm. in the past. And would you agree that it looks enough like you that if I showed it to someone, they'd be like, oh, that's Jim Kelly. Yeah, in a caricature type of way, for sure. Right. Right. But to draw like and then paint a hyper realistic painting like the ones you see in, in the classic movie posters. Yeah. It's incredible. I am kind of learning. I, I used to draw so much as a kid. I used to love it and kind of got out of it before I got to high school, but uh, recently started learning how to draw again. And it is interesting. There's like different methods. It's kind of boring to talk about, but there's like a Loomis method. I think it's interesting. You'd like draw a circle first and then you like. You build up from there, right. and you know it's kind of interesting how if you break it down, it makes drawing a face a lot easier. Yeah, it's wild that somebody can breath. see something in their mind and then put it on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, and and make it look exactly like Dave Grohl looking over, to have. looking over his shoulder with mm-hmm. a big haunted mansion right <laughs> underneath him. <laughs> It is cool. Like, wouldn't it, like, my goal is to, this is such a stupid goal, but my goal is to be able to draw, like, for my buddy. Me birthday, naked? Okay. You naked on sure. a couch, like George Costanza. No, like, put, put you, like, draw your face, but on, like, a royal body, like a royal shoulder, like a bust, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like like, a, like yeah, a military you, kind of thing. You hang it on. over the, the mantle place. It makes you look all distinguished, that yeah. sort of thing. Wouldn't it be the funniest gift to give somebody? You want to be a portrait artist. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Well, you, I will, I'll sit for for you anytime if you want <laughs> maybe i'll take a photo as a reference <laughs> if you want me to sit for you Taz is add having to sit there for two and a half hours i don't know <laughs> you think you can get it done in two and a half hours ideally i someday i don't know i, not, lo- not I lost now. a bet once and i had to pose naked for i think six different artists and yeah. they all they all did uh, paintings of me and a couple of them were like Pretty good. Yeah, some were like impressive. Actually, they all were relatively impressive. Right. You again, you could tell it was me in all of them, but some of them were a lot more realistic. And they, the, like, they were true artists who were who were doing the uh, the painting, and they only took like an hour. Yeah, and pretty much nailed it. And there was like six. Now there's six paintings of you half naked. They're out no, ninety nine percent naked, floating around. <laughs> there was a little fig leaf over. <laughs> Very little fig leaf 
over my junk. <laughs> I know those those paintings they've been given. We we auction them off for charity, but I know that some of our friends and coworkers purchased a few of them, and they've been passed around as like gag birthday gifts or oh, yeah. wedding gifts through <laughs> the years. <laughs> it's terrifying. I still have one in my basement, and it's not hanging in my basement. You, Your you, children you, do not need to see that. You Ted. know, you know the painting something else when your wife won't even let you hang it in the basement. It's in a storage <laughs> closet down there. Save it. Maybe it'll be, it'll be worth something someday, you right? never know. Hang on to it. We have some big news if you're a fan of the Squid Games. They're returning. Confirmed. I know it comes as a shock to nobody. Yeah. I mean, this is what? Netflix's biggest show it's like right up there with stranger things of course they're gonna do a season two but 100 percent, it has been confirmed this is great you know a lot of shows end like the first season of stranger things ended and the story was complete there was no need for a season two but the end of squid game left wide open and i was intrigued to see what would happen if they did have a second season yeah when i first started watching it jim i was kind of late to the party and i said to you i don't know i why would they need a second season? But once I saw where they took the story in the first season, I was like, okay, this could be good. Yeah. Ji Hun, the, the main character returning, director says that he is going to be doing something good for the world. So you, you'd think he's going to be going after the, the people who organize the Squid Game. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's left. I think he'd... I don't want to say anything. I can't. I don't want to. With his cool red haircut. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'll spoiler it. I think people have seen that by now. If you really want to watch the Squid Game, you've watched the Squid Game. Mm -hmm. He's got that cool red haircut. He turned around, didn't get on the airplane. He's got something planned. Yeah. I wonder, though, because like the, the this this season came out of nowhere. The show was a huge hit. Was it just lightning in a bottle, or are the writers really that talented? Like, is there enough there to keep it going? Uh-huh. I don't know, because it's easy to leave things open-ended, like we saw in the in the TV show Lost. It's easy to write something when you don't have an ending in mind, but if you have to wrap it up in a satisfying way, the challenge is a lot harder. And you think they're doing season two, they're probably going to do season three, so will this be the Empire Strikes Back for the Squid Game, mm. where it's the middle and then... Season three, they'll wrap it up, or are they just going to keep dragging this thing out as long as they, as they can? The other issue they've got is <laughs> you have one character left, basically. <laughs> the whole point is everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode is like <laughs> 150 of the yeah. uh, characters uh, went down or something like that. So That does suck for those actors that could have banked another check you know, for the foreseeable future, yeah. but they died. There's always flashbacks, Jim. True. You know, they could return a little flashback action, but Squid Game 2 is happening. Confirmed by Netflix. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock from Global News Radio, our sports guy. Dev, you've got something you want to say about the world of boxing. Yeah, I don't like the way the world of boxing is going here, where it seems to be nothing but show fights and stunts. Like, is there any real boxers left? December 18th is going to feature a uh, card in Tampa that we already knew had Jake Paul and Tommy Fury on. Not Not Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury. Now it's going to include 
former NBA point guard Deron Williams, who I will give him credit since he retired from the NBA, has trained in MMA and boxing, but you know he's still, by and large, a basketball player. He will fight uh, former running back Frank Gore, who spent a long time in the NFL, who is being practicing boxing, I guess. He was just in the NFL last year. So I don't know how much practice he's got. This is but great, though. I, who hasn't had the debate with their buddies after a couple of pops? Who would win in a fight, a basketball guy or a football guy? <laughs> I use that question. I put all my money on the football guy. But what, what about the reach on the basketball guy, Jim? He's got those long arms. You can keep the football guy away. Damn, this fight has to happen. We must know. Yeah, Dev, you're wrong. This is amazing. <laughs> this is like this is terrible. It's, who? I want to know who's going to be the person, and it's probably going to be Jake Paul because I feel like this is a very Jake Paul thing to do. I think Jake Paul is legitimately in 2022 going to fight a bear, like you know, like <laughs> like the, like the Will Ferrell movie uh, Semi Pro. I want to yeah. see Jake Paul fight. Uh, fight a bear in a cage. No, that's- he's he's gonna fight a bear's smaller cousin, <laughs> like a mongoose or something. He'll fight a koala bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't fight an actual bear. He always fights the knockoff. Who's he fighting? Tyson Fury, who is a known fighter, right? He's amazing. Yeah, the biggest draw in boxing. He's awesome. He, he's a great boxer. He's fighting that guy's cousin, brother, Tommy Fury, who in his own right, is a up-and-coming boxer, but he's not Tyson Fury. I don't know if Tyson Fury wants any piece of Jake Paul, but maybe he should because uh, Floyd Mayweather keeps getting paid for beating him. Like, you know, why not have a real boxer? Just I just All I want to see is Jake Paul get knocked out. I don't want to pay for it. I just want someone to just, like, clean-clock him and just knock him out. And there you have it, Dev. There you have it. That's why it sells. It's not always about the best boxer. Who's the best? The Klitschko brothers were dominating boxing for like 20 years. Most boring fights ever. The Jake Paul fight. Everybody wants to see this guy get his comeuppance. It's it's brilliant. Whether you like the kid or not, the psychology is there to get people involved and, and emotionally invested. Imagine being Jake Paul in years from now, you're bouncing your grandkids on your knee and they're asking you, hey, Gramps, what did you do? How did you get so famous and everything? And you think, well, everybody hated me and wanted me to get punched in the face. That's my <laughs> claim to fame. Like, I mean, One time I fought Tyson. Wow, Grandpa, <laughs> you fought Mike Tyson? No, I fought Matt Tyson, <laughs> his second cousin. <laughs> what a terrible life. Over in Vienna, there is a brothel that is offering a free sex session to anyone who gets vaccinated. Hmm. So we've heard of these incentive programs uh, for vaccines. Uh, you get a free beer. Free burger, yeah. You'll be in, your name will be in a lottery. You could win a million dollars in some cases. Yeah, I think they were doing that in Ohio. That was a pretty good one. Well, Vienna said, we've got an idea. Hold our free beer. We've got an idea. (laughs) This is brothel. The name translates basically into fun palace. You can go to the fun palace. You'll get vaccinated, and then you can spend some some physical time with the the lady of your choice afterwards. Mm -hmm. This is all according to the New York Post. I'm looking at, they sent a camera crew there. And you can see there's like a lineup of dudes 
filling out their their forms to get vaccinated. If you were going to a brothel, you show up and there's news cameras there, are you just going to commit or are you turning (laughs) around and going home? Well, if you're already on camera, I mean, it's too late. You might as well go through with it. Oops. <laughs> this isn't the dentist's office. What? What? Oh, my bad. Well, I'm already here. <laughs> Cavities do get filled here, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you go in there, you do your thing. The crazy part about this is it's not just for men. You can bring uh, teenagers. If, as young what? as you, 14, you can get vaccinated at this place what is going on in vienna and you can bring your wife with you as well and she can get vaccinated talk about awkward all right honey son you wait here daddy will be back in 30 (laughs) minutes 30 minutes that's that's four minutes of making love one minute to get the vaccine and then 25 minutes i don't even think the vaccine is part of it it's 30 minutes on top of that see it was wait a second i'm just reading something here this brothel offers a 30-euro voucher, which happens to be the entry fee for the club. Entering the club does not include any of the girls working there. They charge separately. So oh, this just, just gets your you cover, in the door. Your, your cover charge. This is just the cover charge. Yeah. You get vaccinated, you get your cover charge paid for. Pretty weak. They tell you that after you get there. <laughs> after you got jabbed. The, uh, the nurse here is looking very Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Remember that album cover? Oh, yeah, the best. You got like the latex nurses. I, I don't know if she's the one actually giving the vaccine or how that works. But, it just seems uh, like it's probably a, a dangerous idea. There'll be guys going back for their seventh booster in a month. <laughs> Give me one more. Yeah. I'm here for the uh, poke for a poke promotion. <laughs> this is big news for Canada. One of the, the biggest Canadian international superstars is teaming up with one of Canada's biggest brands, Jim, for a collaboration. What's happening here? Welcome to the world of Tim Biebs. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's Tim Horton's Timbits with the Bieber spin on it. I guess they collabed together to come up with some new flavors. And they're called Tim Biebs? <laughs> Tim Biebs. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, sure. So um, they got three new flavors. That uh, are, are in this Tim Biebs collection. Chocolate white fudge. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sour cream chocolate chip. I, I for the longest time, avoided the sour cream donuts. I, I was, why would you put sour cream in there? That's ridiculous. Sour cream goes on a pierogi or a baked potato. Yeah, it's it not dessert. doesn't go in a donut. And then I tried uh, a sour cream glazed Timbit. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm all in. Good good call, Biebs. And the third one, birthday cake waffle. Sounds interesting. Two things my kids love. <laughs> Three things: donuts, I, birthday cakes, and waffles, all in one. <laughs> Win. I, I, it's funny though, because like obviously Bieber's getting paid a ton of money to do this. You know what? Yeah, good no, good on him. I, I think he's doing it out of the, this is his his national duty here. <laughs> Well, here's his quote. Doing a Tim Hortons collab has always been a dream of mine. I grew up on Tim Hortons. always been something close to my heart. Okay, we all like Tim Hortons, but, you know, I, I doubt Bieber was like, when am I going to get a chance to finally team up with Tim Horton? Hey, I've sold millions of albums. I've uh, had been, been flying around the world in private jets my entire life, but there's always this void. There's always been a hole in my heart, like a hole in the middle of a donut. <laughs> 
I need to, I've, I've got my, my scrapbook, my notebook that I've been keeping, writing down Timbit flavor <laughs> ideas for the past <laughs> seven or eight years. And I need to share these with the world at some point. <laughs> oh, you're going to pay me too? Okay, I'll do it. Back the dump truck, truck over here. The pool is almost full of cash, but I think there's room. This isn't just in uh, in Stratford, Bieber's hometown. This is Tim Hortons across the Taz and Jim listening area across, across Canada. Canada. And in America, too, as well, and, and the few that are there. And in the U.S., mm-hmm. you'll be able to get Tim Biebs coming soon. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they're not Justin Bieber flavored. <laughs> <laughs> That like human meat, he, he look, yeah, he doesn't look like he tastes good. I got to be honest. I want to give a kudos to uh, people in my neighborhood who thought it was cool just to throw pumpkins in the park. Hmm? Yeah, they threw their pumpkins in the park, Jim. That's ridiculous. You can just leave them at the end of your laneway and they'll pick them up on leaf gathering day. I, I guess the thought, it's like when you throw an apple core out the windy, window of your car, you're like, well, it's going to decompose anyways. <laughs> Yeah, what's true. the big it's deal? Really littering. But watching a pumpkin decompose is gross. Well, it takes forever, and then slowly collapses in on itself. Especially with the face, you know, it, it, it's almost like watching a human head slowly die. Yeah, rot. <laughs> yeah, somebody smashed a pumpkin in the parking lot next to my house too. My dog like got it in its mouth, and I had to pull it out. I was talking to some friends on the weekend. They they took their pumpkins. There's farms in the Taz and Jim listening area where you can bring your pumpkins. And I don't know if it's cows or horses or what animal, but you can feed the pumpkins to the animals. Like if you hold the pumpkin out, the animal will come up. I think it's a cow. I want to say cow. They're getting a lot of attention on the show this morning, I know. But you can bring the family out and you hold the, the pumpkin out and the cow will eat it out of huh. your hands. Right on. Yeah, I guess it might as well not waste it. There's a solution. Instead of dumping it into the park like a jerk. <laughs> Drive it outside city limits and feed it to a cow. Is this a pumpkin call? What do you got? Yeah, the uh, feeding the goats. Is it, is it the goats that are eating the pumpkins? Pretty sure, yeah. Well, uh, have you actually couple- seen this happen, or are you just speculating? Because I know... No, it, no, it, it happens. Uh, just outside of St. Thomas by uh, South Old School, there's a fellow out there that's got a bunch of goats, and he'll, uh, he'll take all the pumpkins you got. The goat guy. The what, goat about, guy. what about tin cans? Or is that just an <laughs> urban legend? The goats eating the know, tin, tin cans, cans as well? Tin cans and some old cars for them to stand on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do goats really eat tin cans? Because in, like, comic strips and everything uh, I saw as a child, it was always goats eating tin cans. No, goats do not eat ate. tin cans, tires, or other garbage. They are, in fact, quite picky eaters that feed mostly on plants and weed-like grasses. Okay, so the <laughs> pumpkin story lines up, Jim. That, that does, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. your name? My name's Dan. Dan, thanks for the call. No problem, guys. See ya. Hey, Taz and Jim. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, the farm outside of town for uh, pigs. Okay, the pigs, pigs are eating the pumpkins. Yeah, sure. pigs only. Yeah, you, you can leave them at the end of your laneway, at the end of their laneway, and they'll, and they'll also eat humans that throw pumpkins. Yeah, pigs <laughs> Pigs will. If you saw the, uh, what's the, the Hannibal Lecter sequel? Remember yeah, the one with Gary Oldman where he's all messed up and unrecognizable? Yeah, sure, sure. And they'll, they'll, right. they throw the, the people in with the pigs? Yeah, or yeah. Snatch. Snatch as well, yeah. 
Or that the murderer in uh, in oh, Canada, real life Robert Picton, or Picton, whatever his name yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, this yeah. is taking this is guys. This is taking a dark yeah, turn here. Here we were saving the planet. <laughs> and we now. just want to let people know where they can take their pumpkins <laughs> instead of throwing them in the park near my house. Thank you for the call. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. I want to see you. Peacock, it's time for sports. Cock, Devin Peacock, peacock is with us. Dev, Carey Price, it's now been revealed that the reason he uh, was getting some help and taking some time off from the game was he had some substance abuse issues. Yes, uh, Carey Price returned to the team on Sunday and then uh, put out a statement through both the team and his own Instagram on Tuesday explaining how he made a voluntary uh, decision to go and get treatment. He went to a residential treatment facility for substance abuse, as you said, and talked about how he needed to prioritize his health for both himself and his family, and that he was working through years of neglecting his own mental health, which is going to take some time. So he's back with the team. He had off-season surgery, so just because he's back with the team does not mean he's going to play uh, right away, he's still going through, you know, some of this treatment, even though he has left the treatment facility. To me, it's a lot of credit for Kerry Price to uh, come out and reveal this. He did not have to say this and reveal why he went and uh, took some time uh, to get help through the player assistance program. He could have left it at that. Now, there are some people who have said, well, it would have leaked anyway, which is probably true, but also kind of sad that a person can be going through something serious in their life and it can't just stay private. So uh, there are, are people who I think will be helped by Kerry Price uh, coming forward and talking about this. And I hope primarily Kerry Price is helped by coming forward and talking about this. Did he mention at all what substances that he was having issues with or is that still under wraps? That is uh, something we do not yet know. Uh, plenty of speculation as to what it might be. I won't speculate myself, uh, but he has not revealed what the substance uh, at issue was. Makes you wonder. I know we were talking about Olympic hockey coming up next year, and Carey Price in between the pipes for Team Canada. Pretty amazing if this happens. Um, you hope this is going to make him more focused and a better goalie being clean and sober. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Olympics is not too far away, so he has that on his mind. He's re rehabbing like he had some pretty significant uh, surgery over uh, the offseason. It was knee surgery, so he's got to come back from that. He is not in playing shape in any way, uh, shape, or form, so he's just got to get into, uh, you know, he's got to get his reps up. So it's going to be a while before he plays for the Habs. Hopefully he's going to play for Canada at the Olympics because when he's on his game, as Leafs fans learned last year, he's pretty tough to beat. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.